Good day, everyone. This is Martha Childress, and welcome to the Natural Choice Network, a local platform and meeting place where sustainable living comes live. Naturalchoice.net and the Natural Choice Network directories have many great ways for a conscious community to connect, stay up to date on green resources, natural health, natural food, and mind spirit. And you can also stay connected right here with me or Darielle every Tuesday at half past noon on Alternative Talk 1150. Well, people may argue about global warming, but there is no denying the planet is experiencing unprecedented changes in our weather during this modern age. And it is something that needs our direct attention as it is directly affecting all of us in the here and the now, all the way down to sustainable food systems right here in the Northwest. And that's what we're gonna talk about today, along with the importance to have open discussions and dialogues in how we can start addressing issues just like this and to help unfold some sustainable solutions. So with me here representing Cascadia College and the University of Washington at Bothell to talk about their fourth annual climate dialogue to engage students and the public in discussions on climate change and how it impacts our food and access to it is Stephen Clausen, Assistant Director of Sustainable Practices at Cascadia College. Welcome back, Stephen. So nice to have you joining us again today. Thank you. It's, it's nice to be on the show again. Yeah. Um, and people can also go to the archives uh, and just um, put in Cascadia College to learn more about that as well. Mm -hmm. And also joining us is Alexa Russo, um, the University of Washington at Bothell's Sustainability Coordinator. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah. Um, so why don't you both just give us a quick little um, snapshot um, on the, you know, the colleges and the university there and kind of what makes you unique. Um, and we're just so lucky to have you in our backyard and, you know, to have programs available to everybody here uh, locally as well. Absolutely. Uh, I can go first. Um, so Cascadia College and University of Washington Bothell are co-located. We're one campus in Bothell. So we were built in 2000 or so uh, to have sort of a, a joint idea of college and, and university together. And so recently we focused more and more on sustainability at, at the college and uh, equity and diversity are a big part of that. But then we wanted to try and do more of our sustainability events and activities together because uh, as usual in sustainability, more people working together brings us better strength. Collaboration right? is the mm -hmm. key. Yes, yes. And, and so Alexa and I have been working together on a ton of things to just make stuff happen. Uh, so Cascadia itself has a sustainability program, as I talked about last time I was on the show, uh, for bachelors and associates for people that want to do that. And then uh, UW Bothell has a wide variety of programs. And I don't know if Alexa, you want to talk about that or just the other things we do on campus. Yeah, yeah, we have a wide variety of programs in environmental studies, environmental science, um, and then other programs that do connect to sustainability as well. And something that we really focus on is that sustainability is an interdisciplinary subject and anyone can connect to sustainability. Um, it doesn't really matter what your background is or what um, your interests are. There is always a connection to sustainability some way, somehow. So we really try to focus on that. And part of our climate dialogue is focused around very different topics every time and trying to connect to people that don't necessarily have any experience in sustainability at all. Yeah, so it's a really good introduction because I think a lot of um, people don't aren't even aware of some of the situations that are going on um, 
around us, as I say, that affect are affecting us on, in our daily lives and here regionally. And I really love that how localized this conversation, how localized you make this conversation and how you bring in the public and the students. And I think that's another great example of how to, as I say, not only just have a dialogue, um, but get people engaged. And I'm, I'm really impressed and I'm really, really happy to you know, help help promote that and and get that awareness out there as well. Um, so talk yeah, and, about the event itself and, and just kind of your thoughts on what I just said. So one of the things that I think, to go back to your question about the university and the college, I think one of the things that makes us particularly unique is that we are situated in Bothell and we're very community minded. And so, like you said, we do try to engage the community in what we're doing, um, not just with Earth Week, but also with everything that we do. So I, I really enjoy that because then it takes a more local perspective instead of just siloed institutions. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. And then people feel like they can make a difference too. And I think that's really important, especially like during COVID when, you know, a lot of people can't necessarily get out there that much. Um, that still mm -hmm. doesn't mean they can't, you know, be doing stuff, good stuff. <laughs> well, and an individual impact is usually what makes a huge like spark to start larger impacts happening, right? I mean, if it isn't the individuals getting things going, then what will actually start a lot of times? Yeah, exactly. It starts with us and it starts at home. Mm -hmm. um, so why don't you, I was really, your panel sounds really interesting too. Do you want to just give some people um, an idea of the event and how they can connect? Yeah. So uh, Climate Dialogues work on having some speakers come and talk about a specific climate topic. This time it's about food. So both how our food choices affect the climate and climate change, and also how climate change will affect our options on food, accessibility, nutrition, that sort of thing. Um, our speakers this time are Dr. Nick Bond, who's the Washington State Climatologist and a professor in atmospheric sciences at the University of Washington Bothell. Uh, Anthony Reyes is the farm operations lead from 21 Acres, which is a local uh, east side farming and sustainable agriculture support and education center. Yeah, great, great group. We've we love that the place. Yeah, too. they're yeah. fantastic. Yeah, so much fun just to go out there and see <clears throat> their property too and what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And they have work days and amazing like a farm store and uh, fully lead like certified building. It's it's an incredible little site. Yeah. Um, and then the third speaker is Dr. David Montgomery. He's a professor of earth and space sciences at the University of Washington. So each of them is talking about like a different element of climate mm -hmm. and uh, all how it relates to our food, both our food systems uh, that we choose like in the grocery store, even when you shop, and then also how climate might you know affect us in the future about that too. Well, especially going future. And then, you know, I think a lot of people don't realize how important the supply chain for food oh, yeah. is. And especially I mean, during um, COVID, how do you mm -hmm. think that was? Uh, and oh. that unfortunately seems like it's something that's probably going to happen more going forward. Yeah. Um, one of my students actually is doing a project with East West Food Rescue, just trying to help supply food from the east side of Washington that was just sitting in the fields to get to, you know, people who are hungry here on the west side of Washington. So it's, it's a big issue, even in COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and even just like little, you know, container gardens. I mean, mm -hmm. every little bit helps. Growing your own food is such a big deal nowadays too. Yeah. Yeah. And we've done many shows too on just the importance of just getting your hands in the dirt. I mean, everything about uh, growing local and buying local is good for your health, your wellness, your, you know, and, um, and the local economies. Yeah. And it's really, uh, you know, it's, it can be life-saving. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't mention yet, the second part of the event lets uh, participants uh, speak individually in groups and then sometimes with the speakers themselves and us. And so it's a nice way to have that actual dialogue, right, with other community members about climate. 
Yeah. Um, did we talk about, uh, why don't you tell them the, uh, we're going to have a post on the website too, but like the date, I mean, this is tomorrow. It's, it's, yeah. Uh, it's, it's April 21st on Wednesday uh, from 1 to 3 p.m. It's all online. So you can sign up through a registration link and we'll send you a Zoom link to jump in and, and participate. It's but free. Yes. Everybody, it's free. And a great way to mm -hmm. give you, especially if you're homeschooling um, or, you know, you're at home with some of your children or your children having a hard time convincing your parents that, yeah, this, these things are important. <laughs> yeah. Can even just listen in, right? I mean, yeah, it doesn't just have to be a, in. It's a, a good family affair there. while mm -hmm. people are home. Mm -hmm. And uh, how to register again? I know what we'll uh, there's a link on. we'll add. Yeah. It's, it's just a, a standard like registration, like an Eventbrite or Google drive link that you just register, put your email in. We'll email the zoom link to everybody once they register. So they can go to your website, which is. Uh, it is a longer website it's this <laughs> let me pull that up it is sites.google.com slash uw.edu slash uwbcc earth week 2021 slash home it's a long one <laughs> or they can can is there a, a quick keyword they can google there's, a, they can, there's yeah. actually a tiny url for it um tinyurl.com slash uwbcc earth week 2021 that's much better. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You can also just go to naturalchoice.net and we'll have a link to that as well. <laughs> Great. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so why don't you tell us um, uh, some about some of the, your past uh, dialogues and what's come from those? Uh, some of your other um, so the dialogues originally started in person right there was supposed to be a campus event trying to get students to come together from different departments from both of our campuses right because uh, across campus in different fields as alexa said um and so they were focused on different topics each time like sustainable living homelessness and the larger homelessness crisis and climate change and then our one back uh, last year was on um environmental justice so we're trying to focus on you know relevant topics for the local region to mm -hmm. show people that you know climate will affect us climate is affecting us and this is how we can you know be prepared for it or make a change to try and hopefully stop climate change from happening yeah um alexa what do you want to add to that yeah, I think last our last climate dialogue was actually in October, and we talked about um, climate justice and what that means for um, some of our communities locally. And that was an awesome event, and we had huge representation from a bunch of different colleges and universities um, in Washington, and we also had community members as well. So we really hope that we get a large group of people this year as well to talk about food and to feel inspired to grow your own food at home as well. Yeah. And as I say, and that's a, a great other family affair and just a health and wellness, you know, nothing's more fun and easy, especially with kids. Uh, and if you have a hard time getting them to eat vegetables, if they grow them, they eat them and they love them. <laughs> so true, right? Getting, getting kids hands in the dirt and getting to try it is amazing. It was like, Makes look what I grew. Yeah, it was all you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Mother Nature had nothing to do with it. It was you. Take all the credit, <laughs> just eat it. <laughs> exactly. Well, get some started early too, right? I mean, if being involved in your food makes you know a better conscious citizen and makes you, you know, understand where our actual food comes from. Well, and I think this newest generation, and um, Alexa, I'd like to get your, you know, um, your take on this as well. And I know like the University of Washington with the College of the Environments, I mean, that didn't even exist, you know, in my generation, you did, they, they didn't even, I mean, that wasn't even a, a course. It wasn't even on anyone's mind really, except for a small faction. 
Um, but I think your generation has kind of grown up with so much more awareness and concern and a connection to nature. Um, have are, are you really finding that with the students and the people that are joining your programs? And just to have a program like that, we're really lucky in this region. Yeah, so I would say yes and no. Yes, there is concern. No, there is not necessarily always awareness. So we actually both manage our campus farm um, and we have found that students don't necessarily know where their food comes from. Ah. I've heard some students say that they didn't realize an apple grew on a tree. Oh, um, and some students that just really are not connected, they, they just don't know what the process is like before the food actually hits the grocery store. Um, so I think being able to connect those dots and make them realize that this is you know, a larger process and more goes into it than just you picking it up at the grocery store is very important because then we're thinking, okay, where does this come from? And what does that mean for our climate? If it's traveling from, you know, Ecuador or something like that, that has a huge impact. And so even eating seasonally is really important because that has a huge impact on our climate. Well, you know, it's a really, really good point because, you know, I just had just kind of this broad spectrum that, you know, your generation is so much more connected to some of those things. But while you're out there more aware of like kind of the air, clean air and clean water, uh, more of this process stuff has happened more recently. And there has been more of a separation in the busy, busy lives of, you know, mass produced foods, even more so than, than when I was growing up, believe it or not, we Everyone knew where apples came from when I was growing up, even though it was also the decade of Tang <laughs> and Wonder Bread. Mm, uh, sure. There's still through our parents oh, another bread. connection of, you know, <laughs> of, of local farming. The mass agriculture has never been bigger than it is right mm -hmm. now. Oh, absolutely. And globalization mass agriculture, right? I mean, our food comes from different continents, even on a regular basis. Yeah. And, you know, you're talking about the seasonality, too, the importance for seasonal eating not only for sustainability, I mean, it's so much better for your health. Oh yeah. And yeah, because different seasons, your body wants different things and that's usually what's growing. And that's more mm -hmm. in our genetic makeup and a lot of, you know, food um, allergies and that sort of things kind of comes from kind of a more limited, limited diet sometimes too. And, and a lot of the food that isn't seasonal has just been frozen for a long time too, right? And how, how nutritious is that after a while? Yeah. And when people don't realize it's just like, wow, if that tomato came from Argentina, how long is it on exactly. a ship, right? What's the carbon footprint of one that cherry too. tomato? Yeah. <laughs> and how long are they keeping it in such a situation that it can be ripe by the time it hits the store? Yeah. And they mm -hmm. say that um, just for nutritional factors, and this has been studied, you know, quite extensively, the quicker you eat something from when it's been picked, the more nutritious it is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then the other side too is, is food waste, right? How much food to get that uh, ripe tomato to the store has, you know, how many tomatoes were thrown away because they were rotten or not ripe enough or not pretty enough to be sold. Well, and store? how many local farmers have things dying on the vine because they right. haven't had a, you know, a route to market that's mm -hmm. as, as quick as easy. They don't have the relationships necessarily that the big, you know, with the big chains have with the big, you know, distributors that work with the big agricultural, you know, conglomerates. So um, I think Seattle has been really great at, you know, local farmers markets and that sort of thing. And even the uh, organically grown, I think some people are understanding that um, 
even though some of these small farms, they can't say organic, you can talk to them and meet them and they'll show you your farms and show you that they're completely natural. They just can't afford, you know, all the testing and the certifications. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's yeah, a, a absolutely. hurdle. It really is a huge hurdle because those certifications are very, very rigorous. And, you know, it, yes, it does prove what they do, but if you can, if you can just show someone through your practices that you are using organic practices and not using um, synthetics and things like that, you know, that's, that's in many cases just as good. Yeah. Well, and if anything's local, um, you know, there's probably, I don't know of any people that are growing local that aren't, aren't natural, <laughs> you know, that aren't <laughs> doing the best possible farming practices. Cause even the ones that get the certifications for organic they're you know, believe me, they know how to cut corners. <laughs> <laughs> wink nod <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay well we're going to take a really really quick break and then we'll be back with some closing thoughts um, from both um, Stefan and Alexa as soon as we return so please stay tuned Nobody knows eggs better than Stiber's Farms. Stiber's Farms is Washington's premier cage-free and organic egg producer. They've been supplying local quality farm fresh eggs since 1953. Today, they offer certified 100% organic eggs, beef, and feed. They even own and operate their own certified organic feed mill to maintain the integrity of their organic egg program. Their products are available throughout the Northwest. Look for Stiber's Farms eggs at your local natural food store. To find out more, go to naturalchoice.net, keyword search S-T-I-B-R-S. Stiber's Farms, the egg people. The Herbalist has been manufacturing herbal medicine since 1984. The company was founded based on the belief that organically grown and wild harvested herbs of the highest quality would have a positive effect on people's health. We offer over 300 natural remedies. Many of the ingredients come from local certified organic farms and sustainable and ethical wild harvesters. We offer herbal extracts, organic bulk herbs, supplements, flower essences, essential oils, an organic smoothie and refreshment bar. To find out more, call 206-523-2600 or go to naturalchoice.net Keyword search, Herbalist. Life is a journey. Are you on the right path for you? Dr. Jody Burr can help you move forward and uncage yourself from negativity in the past. Dr. Berg is a naturopathic physician who focuses on treating the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. She provides individualized counseling and healing. Free yourself with loving and compassionate guidance. Call Dr. Berg at 425 258-2325 or go to naturalchoice.net keyword search Berg. Marlene's Market and Deli is a family-owned and operated natural food store. We started with a small storefront in Federal Way in 1976. Our focus on natural and organic food brought us instant success. To meet growing public demand, Marlene's now has two stores serving the Federal Way and Tacoma communities. Besides bringing you 100% organic produce, we also have a deli, supplements, body care products, and educational classes. To learn more, call Marlene's Federal Way 
at 253-839-0933 or Marlene's Tacoma at 253-472-4080 or go to naturalchoice.net keyword search Marlene's. Ready to shake things up? Try Alternative Talk 1150. Hi, I'm Melinda Epler of the Peapatch Trust, and this is the Natural Choice Network on Seattle's Alternative Talk 1150. So, Stephen, what would you like to leave our listeners with today? And do you want to also kind of remind them uh, of the details for tomorrow? Yeah. So we really would love people to come to the Climate Dialogue. It's focused on sustainable food systems. It's tomorrow, uh, April 21st from 1 to 3 p.m. Uh, we have the links that we'll be sharing to get access to the registration for it. And then uh, this is, of course, part of our larger Earth Week. Uh, I'll, I'll let Alexa talk a bit more about that because also I just want to mention our, our sustainability bachelors and associates programs are really there for the community if people want to start getting involved in a you know, career path more towards sustainability or environmentalism. Absolutely. And how are you handling open houses and things like that these days? Uh, a lot of it has moved online to do like online uh, access of things and guest speakers that way. Uh, there's been some socially distanced activities. So it's, it's a bit challenging, but we're making it through for now. Yeah, because I know that was a really big way for you guys to be able to kind of, you know, visit recruit, sites, get people, recruit, yeah, yeah, to kind mm-hmm. of see what you have in your labs and what you're doing. So, um, yeah, I highly recommend for people to, uh, you know, kind of keep tabs um, with, you know, both of your organizations to see when things might be loosening up or any, you know, possible ways you can learn more about what they do. Um, so Alexa, what would you like to add? Yeah. So like Stefan said, Earth Week is not just, um, not just the climate dialogue. We have a very large lineup of events happening this year and community partners are also a part of that. So um, we welcome our community to join in on the fun and uh, share share with everyone what we're doing and, and get them involved as well. Well, and thanks so much for what you guys are doing. You can tell you're really passionate about what you do. And like I say, we are very lucky, lucky to have institutions like yours, um, not only here locally, but and especially, you know, kind of on the east side too, where um, you know, there's there's fewer, um, you know, educational institutions and really opens it up. And you guys are really open to, um, you know, people of, of just across the board. Aren't you, you know, really good about your recruitment? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have a wide variety of age groups. We have veteran students. We have students of different backgrounds culturally and nationally. We have international students. So it's it's a, a good mix and we try and get everyone included. Yeah, yeah I think that's definitely a another highlight of Utah, Bothell, and Cascadia is that, and separate from University of Washington as a whole, we have more at Bothell and also Tacoma campus, we have more um, not traditional students. So, you know, different age ranges and just a different background of students instead of, you know, your typical first year through, you know, grad school kind of student trend. Um, we, we definitely have more diverse selection of students and as does Cascadia. Yeah, as, as well as great accreditations and transferability and that sort of thing, too. I know you guys try to make that as easy as possible, which is really, really great. Um, and then the event details again for tomorrow. Uh, so it's April 21st. That's Wednesday, um, 1 to 3 p.m. And it'll be all on Zoom uh, with the registration link, of course. 
Yeah, and people can just, the easiest thing, just go to naturalchoice.net and we'll have a link there to join. Um, Or there's another one you said to Alexa, if you want to repeat it, the short. Yeah, so the whole Earth Week website that has the list of all details of all of the events happening is tinyurl.com slash UWBCC Earth Week 2021. So wonderful. So thank you guys both for joining us so much today. And thanks to our listeners as well. As you know, our choices create our community and together that that means everything, right? So online, on print and on air, thank you for making the natural choice. Thank you for having us.